So this is the podcast, web exclusive, because we are, uh, once again, bumped. But this is bonus time, and it's a very special bonus time, because uh, nigh on 12 years ago, Cody, before you were even here, yeah. one Sunday morning, I walked in to do an overnight shift, my very first shift at WGN. It was uh, 2 in the morning. I was co-hosting with Laura Hirsch. In the old studios, all I had to do was turn my head to the right, and I saw. Now I have to turn to the left. It's I'm I'm all askew. But in the old place, all I had to do was turn my head to the right, and there was the newsman, the voice of authority, the person who was telling Chicago and the contiguous United States and Canada everything that was happening in the overnight hours. That first night, that man was Christopher Michael. Possibly Mexico too. Could be Mexico. Wolfman Jack took the night off. We sure we pirated right in. Sure. Were we on the internet back then? I don't think we were streaming then. I don't think so. No, we were just uh, broadcasting live. So Christopher Michael was the newsman when we when I was just doing Saturday night into Sunday morning. Then I got oh I got the big promotion, Cody. This might have been when you when you popped in when I was doing Friday night overnight into Saturday morning and Saturday and then. Roger Badish was the newsman with us then, and he is he is still our newsman at, uh, on Sunday afternoons. But both of them are here today. This is unbelievable, unprecedented. We've brought we're bringing news people back. It's a very exciting. To, first of all, thank you guys for coming in. I am I'm giddy. This is uh, this is very exciting because people still we still get and Cody will back me up on this. We still get a lot of people who say, "Man, we missed the overnight show. It was so much fun when you guys did the arcade or just the the uh, the chemistry between Roger Bryan and Cody and Christopher Bryan and Cody or or when Christy was here too." Uh, so, it's good to have you guys back cuz you were here at the beginning. Yeah. And I've outlasted yeah. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still yeah, here I'm doing, too. I'm doing a 45 minute show after this, so I've outlasted everybody. <laughs> and actually, Christopher and my relationship goes way back yeah. to 1979. Wow. Uh, actually, it was 81 ish, early 81 ish. Could have been, yeah. Uh, well, I started Q101 I, in, in I like 79. That you're contradicting yourself. No, no one's no. calling you a liar. You're calling oh, yourself a liar. All right, this fine. is wrong. So when I left Q101, uh, when they cut back. To just one person, Dave McBride, was doing morning news. Okay. And they let uh, about five or six people from the news department leave, and suddenly they had no one to record public affairs programs, the interview shows that would run on Sunday mornings. So they got a hold of Christopher. How how did that work out, Chris? Well, you know, it's funny. I was looking for better work because I was doing shadow traffic at the time, and I was really sick and tired of doing traffic. (laughs) And uh, so I called... Uh, Frank Beeman, who right. was the news director, because I had picked up Gary Deeb's column, and in Gary Deeb's column, it mentioned all these people were fired. Well, I tried to pretend like I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I called him and asked if they had any openings. And he says, oh, gosh, I don't know if you saw the paper today, but I had to let five people go. It was oh, really geez. terrible. Uh, but uh, give me your phone number just in case. And I gave him my phone number. It was about four hours later that he called me, and he said, you know, I forgot. There was a guy who did stuff on the weekend for me. And a guy. I got I have to have him do it. And, I, I, and he said, and I don't know how true this is, yeah. but he said, and I can't really call him back at this point. Well, right. I had an, uh, I had a paper from NBC saying you're fired. <laughs> so I, I said okay. So I I showed up and had to do newscasts for Art Roberts, right, and a couple of other people mm-hmm. uh, who were recorded. Oh, really? But they just didn't yeah. have any uh, anybody to do the news because they couldn't okay. really record that. So. 
I was doing uh, news on Saturday and Sunday. Wow. And then fast forward to, what was it, about 13 years now I've been here, 13 and a half, uh, and um, uh, Veronica Carter had left the station, and they needed someone to fill in on Friday nights. And I come in on a Saturday night to train, and there's Christopher Michael hmm. to train me. Everybody's got to be someplace. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And then so I went to Friday nights, and then uh, you stayed on Saturday nights, and we did that for, goodness, how long were you on? I don't know. It was a long time. Yeah. It was yeah. a long time. And yeah. it was... Uh, I mean, I re- I remember that first night. I don't know how you re- it, it was. It was unusual, and that, and that and the partnership didn't last long because I we started in May. It was Mother's Day. I, Mother's Day weekend was the first time that uh, they had me on here. Okay, and then by February, uh, Laura was gone, and it was just me. And I oh, was yeah. surprised at that because I thought you guys really did well together. Yeah, she that was her choice. She decided she you know the hour she had little kids. And the hours were not conducive to having little kids, and you know, yeah. I did too, but I didn't care. <laughs> you know, it was one of those. Where, hey, listen, we did. You know, uh, I don't know. It was it was time to go. But do you remember? Do you rem- do you have any recollection of that first night? I remember that first night when you walked up to me when you first came in. And we shook hands, and I looked at this mountain of a man. Yeah, I was giant and, back then. And, <laughs> yeah, your height stayed the same, I know. Right, that. yes. Yeah, the good. rest of me is not, not so <laughs> much. Uh, I thought, well, who's this guy? Yeah. Good luck. I hope it works. And it did. <laughs> and, and what I really thought was the best part is, as time went on, we adapted to each other mm-hmm. in a way that a whole lot of people in this business that I've worked with never do. Yeah. And it started what I consider to be one of the highlights of my career is the time that we worked together because it was so much fun. It was fun. That was, and I I think that's the main takeaway that people remember from those overnight shows. We had fun because think about it. And Cody, you were there for all that. There were times we were doing six hour shows with almost no commercials. The only break we had was when you would do the news. (laughs) That's when I could shut up for a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, we we created a lot of you know we did a lot of great stuff. We made a lot of mistakes, but overall it was fun. And when you made mistakes, I mean, you realized that you'd done something that wasn't right, quite right, and you'd make something out of it. Yeah, you know that's the important thing. We had another guy uh, when they moved you to the sports show. Yes, uh, another fellow who was a politician at one point whose name I will not mention because <laughs> I could get sued. Who knows? Oh, right. Yeah. But that first night that he was put on the air he had never been on the air before right. no one that. had coached him on anything and he was supposed to talk for at that time i think it was five hours mm-hmm. and it was so painful mm. well that's people don't understand you know people who listen if you make it sound easy which most of the people here do the the people right. have been doing this a long time you make it sound easy or you try to make it sound easy mm-hmm. so anybody thinks well i can sit for 6 hours and talk no no, no. you can yeah. and how many times have you guys both seen hosts come in whether they were here a couple times or just one time and they had a whole list of stuff mm-hmm. and they'd be through it in a half hour right cuz the phones didn't ring mm-hmm. which they don't do in the overnight a lot so <laughs> and that was another thing it, it, there were no Called very few calls. You had the regulars would call a couple of them, right. and then try to find a guest to put on at two, three o'clock in the morning on the weekend, yeah. even on the West Coast. And it's like you're right. it. The host 
is the person on the air. Well, and that's why I was so excited to be working with you two and with Cody and Christy as well, because we were able to then create an ensemble. It was, you know, I'm sitting at the center surrounded by all these people and we were all going in the same direction. We all, like you said, Christopher, we adapted. We figured out, this is the direction the show goes. And without even sitting down and formally saying, okay, this is your role, this is your role. This yeah, we never just, met ahead of time. Yeah. yeah never no. planned anything. There were no meetings. Once in a while, uh, I would pop into the conference room. Right. Which uh, is my old office. <laughs> your old office. Uh, and you'd have these stacks of papers, and you were you were just really into planning out your show. We're, we're going to talk about this. We're going to And I, I stood there, and I go, okay, fine. You know, it's whatever you right. wanted to do, I'm along for the ride. Well, and th- that was a thing, and we always we always prepare because... To be clear, Brian not- and I did talk quite a bit before <laughs> the show. Yes, Cody and I would talk before I, the show. I did do something. No, Cody- I was actually working. No, but we didn't have, we didn't have like, show meetings where Christopher right. and, and Roger would be in there, and we'd say, all right, now we're going to do this. Like, when we started having you keep score for the arcade, it just happened. Yeah. And you, you know, you developed it into your own thing and you're you know with the the intros of the the guests and stuff that wasn't we didn't tell you hey do this we just said hey will you keep score yeah i'll keep score okay perfect and then just (laughs) that we trusted i trusted that you would do it and you did it you did great and you know and i trust that cody's gonna do what he's gonna do and you know we all kind of you, Roger, not so much. Yeah, but I everybody else. <laughs> I was just going to say because everybody else, I'm confident. You, when you were saying, yeah, we we uh, we could follow a plan. You said the, uh, about uh, going with the show for we we had these things that we did and everything, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's until I like derailed you with a comment or two on on Friday nights. Yeah, but that and that's <laughs> but most that of played the, to right. your strength, and most of the time. We've talked about this a million times. The show is all laid out on my legal pad. Right. I have every piece of legal paper from the very first show. I have them all. It's laid out. Whether we get to <laughs> any or all of that, uh, okay, it but it's there. The goes. Well, right. this doesn't yeah. happen as much on our show anymore for whatever reason. But on the overnights, there were specific references you would make, or Christopher mm-hmm. would make, or, or Roger would make. And the listeners would jump on it, and we would get oh, a flood yeah. of calls because you mentioned some cartoon from the 70s right. just in a totally offhand comment. And I don't know what it was about the overnight audience that gravitated towards these these particular you know centers of reference or whatever it was, but uh, there's think- a different kind of people exactly who yeah, listen yeah. overnight and they can be your your best friend or they can be the <laughs> biggest pain that you ever had that is true there is and once we introduced well when twitter first came we had a few oh, twitter yeah. people who they were that was and then when we introduced the text screen that was like opening the door to hell the text screen <laughs> the text screen was uh, it's a the blessing and a curse yeah. Because everybody now has a voice, and everybody has a conduit right to us. Oh, and sure. It's like, Ugh. An anonymous conduit. Yes, anonymous conduit. Well, we have their phone number. They don't know that. They're, they're not smart enough to realize that. Some of them. That's true. Some of them are. So what, you call them in the daytime to wake them up? <laughs> that would be a good idea. That's, I, I did work with somebody here who, uh, when he would get uh, really nasty texts, he would call the people and say, oh, I just want you to know, somebody must have stolen your phone. <laughs> Because uh, they're texting these horrible things, and uh, you might want to check that out. Oh my! God. And then hang up. <laughs> then they, they, yeah, they, then they just hang up. You know? That's so, amazing. Those were, were sports. What are my sports colleagues? Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
You know, one of the times that we had the most fun I think I've ever had in like two minutes worth of radio <laughs> was uh, when we were in our first place. So downstairs, yeah, downstairs, and. There had been some instance where a guy with a car hit a deer. Oh, okay. And you started talking about that, and then uh, you asked asked me something, and I said, "Well, oh, you said did he bring bring a uh, dressing kit?" Okay. And I said, "Well, I have a dressing kit in the car. It's a little black number." And and, and then you got into the old guy cartoon where you're, oh, that's a pretty good-looking deer there. What you got there? That's quite a good deer. And I said something, and I forget the exact words you said, but you said something. Oh, you said you weren't going to harm it. You were just going to do a little jerky. And I I looked up at that camera because I was on a different floor and I went (gasps) and he started to laugh and I started to laugh and I don't think we stopped for at least a minute and a half we couldn't get any words out and we got a phone call from a lady who said what are you guys, 12? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. It's the middle of the night. We're having fun. I remember the cheese truck The cheese truck accident. Yes. That was the big... I can't remember if it was a Friday or Saturday, but the I cheese truck... I think it was a Friday night. When you guys were doing, yeah. The, uh, yeah. doing the coverage of the cheese truck yeah, accident. Right. It was, there are so many times where you got me going. I allowed myself to get going because yeah. I'm an easy target. You know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there were things that you would say, and I would just lose it. I'm pounding on the on the news desk. I I'm, think you were sleep deprived. I don't think it was really anything <laughs> well, funny that, that I said. That might have had something to do with it on a Friday night after working for right. five days. You know what, how much That's teaching one, takes out of you. One thing I got to say about Christopher Cody, you'll back me up on this. Never fell asleep during the program. Not once. Never. Not a once. Can we say that about all our news people? Can we say that about me? I think I stayed awake. <laughs> you stayed awake. I've mostly. Can we say that it's about you? Mostly, I've stayed awake. Roger, mm. once in a blue moon. No. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry yeah, to so, derail. But, but it was just, and I still do that now with you. I, yeah. it's it's still fun. You still get me going after all these years that we've been. No, I'm not trying to, you know. Uh, load praise on you because don't. you don't deserve a, it. Yeah, I don't deserve um, it, and I'm right. very uncomfortable with right. it. I understand that you're blushing, but uh, but that's what I think makes the program so much fun and so special is that we can laugh. Right. That uh, you know I can be serious when I have to be during the newscast with the with whatever stories mm-hmm. require it. I I am the news anchor, and I have to present that to the listeners. Right. But to be able to be a part of your show. And as you mentioned before, the group of us being able yeah. to present the fun and the seriousness when needed right. to the listening audience, that's what I think pulls people in to want to listen to us as opposed to some syndicated show somewhere on another Chicago radio station or some music or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm proud to be a part of it and, and uh, you know, knock on Formica. Uh, you know that uh, I've been able to hang here all these years. Well, that's and I always, I'm always very uh, grateful that. Well, one Christopher, that you were there the first night because I'm, I know, you know, I'd like to think back to the first night that I was a genius. <laughs> that came well, the second week. Oh, okay. but but you know, you were always very supportive, and you were, and you you played along, and you you know, I think you saw you saw what well what Laura and I were trying to do, and then what I was trying to do, and you. 
you either either you liked it and you were genuinely played along, or you were like, "Well, I'm here. I might as well. <laughs> I, might as well just, I might as well just play along." You know, it's a long night if I'm not. Well, you know, I think I was really waiting for someone in there. I mean, I could I could do a little bit of that with Nick. Right, but Nick had places he wanted to really go specifically and yeah. so you you also know when to keep your mouth shut right. and so you stay out of it a little bit with you it was kind of pretty much open if you think yeah. of something tell me right and that that is really something that was easy to fall into yeah and well you did it very well yeah. oh, and well, it was thank you. it was a lot of fun and that was the time because we used to follow nick immediately right that well no at first we followed radio mystery theater Yes. So Nick would be on. Oh, that's Nick right. would be on, and he had his big audience. You right. know, everybody listened to Nick on Saturday nights and Sunday nights, and so he had a great built-in audience. And I don't want to say that Radio Mystery Theater drove most of that audience away, but a it lot of the most the audience hour. away, right? It, it, it only t- it, you know how long hour. it takes to change channels, Roger? <laughs> that long. <laughs> that's it. Go. I'm done. I already changed channels. That's it. <laughs> Fast. It's not like they have to go. Well, I got to reset the crystals, right. and then I had to, no. Oh, and then the other night would be. Uh, the best of, or was that that was after that was afterwards that was after. I think we we rep- Laura and I replaced you replaced the best, the of. best of right. Yeah. So you were on for the one night right, and then From two to five right, and then the second night was the best of. Yeah, those were some stories. Well, I was from on, that. I was on the Saturday night, <laughs> and this was back. Uh, you remember Bob Schomper? He was our PD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing the Saturday nights, and they were going to make the change and open up the Friday. Night. I forget what was on Friday nights. Uh, from two to five. I think it was the best of because that Maybe, was my shift. Okay, Friday night to Saturday. Friday, yeah, Friday yeah. night to Saturday. Yeah. So I was already entrenched on Saturday uh, into Sunday. We'd been doing it for a while. I'd been doing it by myself for a while. And Chomper calls me in and he goes, "Listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have you do Fridays too, but don't tell anybody. It's not a promotion. <laughs> we're just you're just gonna do it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I it was like, "Hey, I'm on two nights. Don't tell anybody." I was like, I was like the, the the girl that you date after the bars closed, but you didn't tell any of your friends that you were dating her. That was like me on Friday at first. It was like, okay, you can have it, but we don't really want to make a big deal out of it because yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's how I ended up on Friday. Yeah, right, right. And and I don't know what the decision was behind the getting rid of the best of. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Um, I I think it might have been the night where because of, that was all pre recorded. Yes, and I think it was the night. Wait, where they didn't have people come in and do their best bits live again. <laughs> they did. They didn't have Spike come in at three thirty and drop well, a. <laughs> well, not that you know of, but who knows? I mean, he might have. Sure. Bill and Wendy could have come in, or they Bill. Weren't, they weren't here then. Bill was. Bill, no, he Bill was. No. Yes. Not at that he, point. Bill didn't come till after Matheny was here. Bill Bill was not here. To, Bill started doing fill-ins after Matheny was here. Well, I still remember his voice being on the recordings. Well, that's because he did overnights for a while. Then that's what I'm saying. Not at that point, though. Well, he's always Put your head down, Roger. The timelines no. are all well, a little You know, hazy. this used to be such a nice group. <laughs> yeah. <where we laughs> yeah. See, this is what happened when... when okay, so, what, so what's your point? So the point was... <laughs> Jesus. Have a, see, Christopher, nothing has changed. And if you oh, don't, geez, if you don't listen to Sundays, you, you won't know that we disagree. All, all the, the time. time. Not all the time. <laughs> Why are you being so mean to Roger? I know. Why are you so mean to... The, he's so mean to everybody. <laughs> so the problem was one night, because it was recorded, uh, I had taken that Friday night off, Friday night, Saturday night off, but nobody told the person who was recording it. 
Oh, who would then oh, throw it so to news to Roger Badish? And now here's the news with Roger. It's kind of like when I first started and Milt was on on Friday nights. Yeah, and so I uh, Judy would work the first hour of his shift, and I'd work the second hour of the shift. And he would always on my first and second newscast. It never failed. And now with the news, here's Judy Pilak. Well, you look a lot like Judy. Well, I know my hair is very soft and, and silky. It Thank is. you. Yeah, yeah, it really let is. Let me let me throw it back. How? Um, <laughs> Would you like my glasses? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, so, um, uh, and but and that's what happened that night. And I think there was some hubbub about it afterwards. And I think shortly thereafter, that's when you came over to Friday night, Saturday mornings. It was fun. Yeah. What's uh, Christopher of all your time here at GN? What's uh, what's the strangest thing you remember happening? Other than being saddled with us. Oh, other than that. Other than that, yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I think one of the most unusual things that happened to me is when they went to those uh, reruns that they were running at night when they moved you yeah. out of the show. Uh, it was First off, it was no fun. But second, <laughs> yeah. the people who were putting together the best of segments never paid attention to how long they were. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and. Yeah. Yeah. The night that Whitney Houston died, oh, I had one newscast that was only 38 seconds long. Okay. So first thing I did was got onto the uh, traffic guy and said, no traffic this time. It's okay. So I came in. I had to give uh, a quick you know, WGN News time, right. whatever it was. And then I said, Whitney Houston died tonight. We'll have more information on this coming up later. In the <laughs> forecast, this, Boom. this. Wow. Yeah. wow. Done. Yeah. See, and that's... Uh, this is why I don't understand corporate radio, because they don't understand. Things do happen in the overnight, mm -hmm. and you have to have... You need live people. You need somebody to... I mean, remember when Fukushima happened, yeah. we were on the air. That's right. There have been other things. When the... the uh, tornado tore through the state fair in indianapolis we mm -hmm. were on the air there, things happen in the overnight so you guys in the newsroom need to be there need to be people there who can cover it and there needs to be time for you to well we're, we're not going back to the network or the tape we're going to actually cover this news story and the other thing is that it's not just having us in the newsroom to be able to go live it's at that hour in the newsroom we're the only ones right so trying it's to not get, like during the day yeah. where you can have someone running down the story right. while you're giving as many details as right. possible yeah you have to be reporter exactly announcer you have to do it all yeah i just yeah. found a cd that i had in my office for I don't know, a couple of years, several years now, uh, of when I was on with Steve and Johnny one night, okay. and there was a big hotel, or not hotel, but big off, uh, residential building yeah. at uh, Oak Street and practically Lakeshore Drive. Right. And it was burning like crazy. People were were on the roof of oh. the building trying to get out. I remember this. One yeah, you person, won an award for this. The per I I did. And I listened. Not for starting the fire. No. To clarify. No. no. I, I didn't consider that ever. before because I hated that building. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> and he goes, when he, when he heard the news, it was like, well, boy, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's <laughs> right. And uh, we had uh, Don, what was Don's last Norton. name? Don, Don Norton. Norton. Mm -hmm. Don Norton, who was living in Chicago just across the street oh, from geez. that building. Okay. And so 
He went down and covered it from there. Stephen Johnny said a few things about it, and I was there top and bottom of the hour with all the kind of stories stories on it. And I got a chance to listen back to it because they edited it down to about 20 minutes, and that's what won the award. Right. Uh, And I thought, damn, I was good. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice when you have that realization every once in a while. I go, yeah, this is. I'm supposed to be doing this, you know. Yeah. It really was. Uh, it really was great, and that was yeah. that was probably another weird thing that happened because I wasn't really ready to do something like that. Yeah. Because you never get ready, no, for you, a story like that. that yeah, you comes. can't. You just got to do it, right? You know, and that's when you. That's when it's. It's important to have people who are well trained and experienced, and you know, maybe they cost a couple bucks more. Maybe. Not Not, according to the last place I was. No. And and I that brings to my the night that Ernie Banks passed away. And I was working and to be in that newsroom alone and not have the contacts to be able to call to verify because before we got it on the air I was starting to hear rumors. Social yeah. media was in play sure. at that time. Yeah. And you were starting to see little, hey, I heard, hey, somebody said, hey, somebody's... And you can't go with it as a news report. No. You can go with it as a hot take on a sports show. But, <laughs> but you can't do it as a news report because it's not verified right. yet That's by right. the family or by the doctors, the hospital, whatever. And And I went... I think I went 45 minutes knowing that something was up before I was able to make a phone call and hear from people who knew. How many sources do you guys try to get for a story like that? If, oh, you've if you're sitting minimum, in the newsroom. Minimum two authoritarian sources. Not like somebody said. you got to have the hospital. you got to have the police. you got to have the coroner. You've got to have a family member. So one is not enough no. even with those? No. Yeah. No. Well, th- well ideally, right? I mean, because... I was trying to think how long it's been since we worked together, Christopher. I don't... You know, I 72 don't years. <laughs> it, we are all very And he's old. only 45. Probably six or seven years, right? Yeah, probably. Or somewhere well, in that ballpark. And I yeah. feel like uh, the news landscape has changed a ridiculous amount since then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what you're saying is the way things should be, but I feel like a lot of news is no longer being well, reported. Well, it's social in the- media. It has- well, even when you were... Now, for those who don't know, Christopher went from here, and he was at WLS... Was it the same kind of thing? Because you were doing you were doing evening nights. Was it just you in the newsroom over there? Just me in the newsroom, and uh, down the hall and around the corner was a guy running the board for the syndicated shows. Okay, so you would do that same kind of thing. If something comes in, you're still you're still trying to get a couple yeah. sources, right? You can't just go by you so, do your social best. media. Is you a do your nightmare. best to yeah. find somebody. I I don't believe any story that comes on social media. Yeah, because it just it doesn't really exist to me. Right, because that's not where your news is going to come from. I, I had a guy at call me at WGN when we were carrying uh, the Cubs. Okay. And I forget what he told me. He gave me his name, supposedly, <laughs> and, and told me that uh, this was preseason, I believe. The Cubs just made a blockbuster trade. And he told me these two really good players that were going to be leaving for... Uh, some other city, and that, uh, that we were going to get nothing back in return, and all this other stuff. And and he was so convincing that I called. I 
I think it was Dave Ennett okay. at the time at home, and I said, okay, Dave, I'm sorry to bother you at night. I know it's late. This guy just called me and said that they've got to trade with this other team. And he said, I would say no. Okay. It's probably not what they're going to do because they just signed one of those two guys on a really big contract. So they're not going to yeah. trade him now. Okay. And so, okay, fine. About maybe three months later, this same voice calls me and tells me that a football team has made this big <laughs> trade. And I said, you know something? You called me once before. You were a lying bleep then, and you're a lying bleep now. <laughs> and then we were done. Wow. You, we you, didn't, suffer, you didn't suffer those fools when they would oh. call no. in the middle of the night. Because yeah. if you gave them an inch, they would keep calling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I still get um, direct messages. Not emails, but direct messages on social media from people who consider themselves reporters, and they work for nobody. They don't work for any media in town, but apparently they used to do this kind of stuff. And this they kind of stuff. Still, they used to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, what and kind they of still stuff? have their ears to the grindstone. They're, you know, <laughs> they get and catching a word. Hey, you might want to check. I go, yeah, thanks a lot. Have right. a nice day. Yeah. You you can't with all that stuff, and I'm sure the phone call you got, Christopher, was not the only one. You probably got uh, you know one a week, two a week, oh, yeah. maybe. It, it, it's just it's it's not crazy because you never know. There may be that one phone call. You yeah. know how many times? Who was the TV reporter that that uh, people who were on the run? Russ used? Ewing. Russ Ewing. Yes. How many yes. decades, Cody, have I tried Seriously. to become our generation's Russ Ewing? <laughs> All the decades. Every time. Well, you guys yeah. have both been. I would be when yeah. there's been an escape, and I exactly. always try to urge those people to turn themselves right. into me. So far, none have. But you never know when you might get that one phone call, right. and it right. turns into something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's you still got to be on your toes, but you got to go in with uh, a level of discernment. Uh, level of yeah right sure we, you know right. tells tells call so and so you know who's got a column and can put it in the newspaper mm-hmm. I, you, you've got to really walk a fine line and it's really really difficult when you're all alone in that newsroom you know years ago I was at uh, WCFL which is now that uh, ESPN station okay and Howie Super Roberts, CFL Super CFL but yeah. it wasn't Super when I got okay. there okay. <laughs> It was owned by the Mutual Broadcasting System, which was owned at that time by Amway. Oh, geez. And it was... Mm-hmm. You feeling very young now, Cody? Yeah. All right. It, it was <laughs> awful. But Howie Roberts was there, and Howie had been there for decades, and a great old man. And he was in the newsroom when the phone rang, and he answered it, and some guy who was really out of breath was talking about <laughs> somebody set fire to this uh, apartment building, and this is really bad. And he asked a few more questions to make sure it sounded really, really legit. And so he says, okay. And he had recorded the phone call. And so he used parts of it in stories. And it was amazingly good because there was a fire there. And it was really tough. But what he found out later... is that the guy who was telling him all these awful things that were happening were true because he's the guy who set the fire. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's perfect first-hand information, though. That's a credible oh, yeah. source. I'm the guy. My hands smell like gasoline. I said, oh, well, all right, well, we'll believe what you have to say. 
Wow. Christopher, did you ever have trouble living down the description of an angel that walks among us? Because for the people who listen to the overnight show, uh, Christopher was, an, I forget how it even came up, but he was uh, an angel that walks among us. And Cody had music that he would how play. How did that come up? I don't up? remember. Do you? I have no idea. I don't remember either, but it, somehow it came up, and then it became a thing. It was, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. It was Christopher's Maybe I just did something nice for somebody. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You were always doing nice things. So maybe that was it. But did did you carry that out uh, now? Now, No one has noticed that since. That's a shame. (laughs) Shocking. Uh, He's hung up his halo. That's yeah. too bad. That's wings. too bad. Very disappointing. We, no, yeah, because we, you know, it was a, it was a big thing. I was at least hoping to work it up into a free meal somewhere. But somewhere. <laughs> Nobody, nothing? The church hasn't contacted you? Or there's no talk of canonization? Nothing? No, no, hmm. well. You know, Shocking. Shocking. What I are you going to do? I will say, if you had a dollar for every time I quote you on social media, you would have a load of money, Christopher. <laughs> so I remember the day uh, when I was standing in Brian's office getting ready for the show, and he hadn't somehow I got there before him which never, never still happens. doesn't happen uh, and you came down and I asked you how to get good on the radio and you said Whoa. sit down in front of a microphone and talk for 30 minutes now comes the hard part listen back to it yeah and now I'm in a lot of podcast groups online. I go on Reddit. I'm on these chat things. And now that everyone's podcasting, I mean, you yeah. know, Apple's latest numbers are there are more than 500,000 podcasts Holy out there. Shit. Literally more than half a million people. That's we, too many. We talked yeah. earlier about how anybody feels like they can sit in front of a mic and talk and be interesting. Well, they're doing it. And let me tell you, a lot of them aren't interesting. <laughs> but every time, yeah. seriously, it's really true, Christopher. Every time I see somebody ask, hey, how do I get better? Where's a good place to start? I quote you every single time i say an award-winning veteran newscaster once told me this and i always give them that quote and i don't think enough people are taking your advice no. quite frankly thank you so much man that means a lot to me yeah now that has always stuck with me and uh i don't know if i've gotten that much better but uh that i, I remember where i was standing when you told me that and I, that's always like that's really been a good piece of advice to go by you know there are a lot of people who work in this business mostly in the management side, who maybe did some radio at one point in time, but don't anymore. That's one of the reasons I'm not at WLS anymore. Because I kept being told, just the facts in the newscast, just the facts, just the facts. And I said, look, if I don't do the stories the way I'm doing them now, people aren't going to have any idea what I'm talking about and won't care. Right. And when they're listening to the radio... When I start the news, I don't want them to say, ah, and hit the button, mm-hmm. and then come back later when right. Rush comes on or, or maybe whoever's not coming come back. on. Or not come not back, come back, which is a much better chance right. mm-hmm. that they won't come back. So if I have a story where something's happened, and I start the story saying by, wow, this is something, yeah, people are going to say, ooh, what? Right. And they're going to want to listen. And it better be something, too. You have to put something right. in there. Right, you got to back it up. It so. right. But if you do that... Not every story, but frequently, people are going to stay, and they're going to understand what you just did is to tell them something that they really actually wanted to hear and didn't even know it. Right. 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 And you were always known for your kicker stories. I mean, a lot of news people do a kicker story, but yours, you had elevated that kicker story thing to to an art form. So that's got to be, some places appreciate that, and some people appreciate that, and not but not everybody, unfortunately. Yeah, the last story I did at Rivet when I was over there for a while uh, had to do with a young man 
who apparently had painted on the side of one of the big climbing mountains out in Utah, where all the climbers go, in big letters, said, Destiny, prom, question mark? (laughs) And the climbers were all going nuts over that. Well, it turns out the federal government wasn't happy either, because it was in a federal park, and they were trying to figure out who did it. And who Destiny was. And whether and, she accepted, and why? Yeah, yeah. were they going to and prom? That was that was my punchline at the end of the story. <laughs> I, I said, and they hadn't found him yet. And I said, oh, they will find him, and when they do, he will have his date with Destiny, just not the one he thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> you know what I was always impressed with, and you you told me this, and and we did a lot more kickers back then than we do now because our our sources just really aren't there anymore. Plus, as Cody mentioned, half a million people are using them um, <laughs> and, and, and very poorly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you worked with Paul Harvey. I did, and Ooh. and. Oh, you did not know that? I did not know that. He worked with Paul Harvey, and the style of your kickers was akin to the style of Paul Harvey's delivery and -hmm. and the writing that he did. Uh, uh, Explain a little bit how all that came about. Well, it it came about because of something really stupid. Just like most of the things, the here. best stories. Yeah, the that best lot. stories are from something yeah, okay. stupid. I, I was home listening to. I think I had Rush on on the air, and it was uh, just in the place where uh, Bush the second was ready for a reelection. Okay, and John Belmont was doing the news on the ABC News Network, and so the uh, newscast comes on, and he did a story that I thought was. Whoa, really way out of line on uh, uh, being against Bush. And I thought, you know, you don't have to say it that way. You could say this in a way that will be newsy instead of an opinion. Okay. So for some reason, I got really gutsy and I called ABC Radio News. (laughs) Wow. And the call was picked up in the newsroom. Oh. And it was an intern for John Belmont. And I said, you know, I had a real problem with this story that you just ran. And I told her what I thought the problem was. And she uh, said, well, do you want to talk to John? And I said, no, I don't need to talk to him. Just right. Just you know, tell him, him he's a that. jerk. And so in the background, <laughs> I heard Belmont say, what is he, a chicken bleep? Let me talk to him. Ooh. <laughs> so I did. And I told him what's going on, and he said, okay, let me, let me take a look at what I wrote here. And he got it out, and he read it out loud, and he said, oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay. I never thought of it that way, but <laughs> okay. that's, that's all I wanted. Wow. So we hung up the phone. Within, within two minutes, my phone rang again, Uh-oh. and it was Chris Berry, who was the president of ABC Radio News who had worked at WBBM here in Chicago, okay. from Chicago and yeah. we had known each other for a long time. And the first thing he said was, I hear you're harassing my news anchors. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, well, when they deserve it, I damn well am. <laughs> and he, he, he said, uh, well, you know, it's a good thing you called, because right now the union that works with Paul Harvey is on strike. Okay. And the guy who, he has one union guy, and, and 
And but that guy was, is on strike. He's on strike, and he was doing. Um, he was the editor for, okay. for Paul, and so he said, "I got a guy from New York in there, and it's costing me an arm and a leg because I have to pay him double overtime for every day, oh, plus other money because he's not staying at home." Right. He oh, said, uh, "You want to do it?" I said. Psh- who doesn't? Yeah, you know? how about it? I was still working it here, and I was working here just on the weekends, mostly. Okay. So I had plenty of time to do it. And so I said, sure. Nice. And he said, uh, well, this is Friday. Uh, why don't you go in on Monday? I said, okay. <laughs> All right, see you then. Wait, so, wait, it took him two seconds to say, let me check my schedule. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, so I go in there. And it's the weirdest sort of operation because you walk in there, Paul is standing in the room, and Paul is like six feet six, you know, right. really big guy. And then uh, the guy from New York, who I had met before somewhere, was uh, sitting at the desk. Okay. And then the other guy sitting in the room was the guy who was on strike. <laughs> what? <laughs> because what? he kept his pick- picket sign in the closet there. <laughs> he, he was in such he he wasn't striking. It was the union that right. was striking, oh. and he loved to work there. So he would sit there, and then about eight o'clock, he'd say, "Well, time for me to go to work." He'd go get his sign, go down there, and it was cold out. So when it got cold, he came back up and said, "Oh man, is it cold out? Let me get some coffee." And, <laughs> But it was it was really oh. truly an amazing thing. Oh, jeez! The strike went on for like four or five months really? before he came back, and it was fortunate because he came back just at about the time that I was really getting exhausted, <laughs> uh, because you had to be there at like four thirty in the morning. Oh, jeez! Paul would start writing as soon as uh, you came in because he would go to the Reuters wire and the AP wire okay and it came on a on a, an old teletype printer right. and in uh, consecutive uh, not consecutive uh, no place did that paper just fall out as one sheet you know okay, it's the right. whole thing right. and he would roll it all up and go back to oh, his desk geez. and he'd uh, go through and start picking out stories his show didn't come on. A five-minute show didn't come on till seven thirty-five. Three hours to prep for a five-minute show. Yeah. Sound familiar, Cody? A little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just a wonderful way to. That's great. To work. Yeah. If something, uh, if he was already to work before I got in, and he usually was, I was just yelled down the uh, down the aisle, "Morning, PH," <laughs> and he would yell. Good morning, American. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool. That is so, that's excellent. And I so, if you listen, if you think back to some of his kickers, uh-huh. and if you remember how Paul Harvey would, he would always have a kicker at the end. Sure. Mm-hmm. They, honest to goodness, you could exchange the voices, and the the kickers were the same. It sounded the same, and I was always impressed with that because I love Paul Harvey's style. Yeah, I loved the way he wrote. Uh, you could listen to that and really understand what he was saying and not tune it out. In other words, you would not – he would make it so you didn't you want to tune, tune out. out. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You wanted, He made you want to listen to what he was saying. No matter what point of view he had, you wanted to listen to it. Yeah. And it's it's very – I don't see that on the landscape nowadays. To oh, be honest, you don't no. see that anywhere, and you don't hear the kickers. I I loved the kicker stories. It was always it was always a fun, upbeat way to. It could be 
the most depressing newscast. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, that's what the newscasts are. Sure, it's right. filled with nothing but horror and bad news. But then at least the kicker story, there was always, all right, it, it, like, it cleansed your palate mm-hmm. to move back into everything else. It was a great, it was a great uh, addition to the newscast that, unfortunately, they don't, you know, you don't get. You don't get that time anymore. Nobody wants to... Everything's got to be super serious. And yeah, actually, and, AP uh, has cut back on it. They There are yeah. very few of those lighthearted right. kickers anymore on the newswire. So it's it's difficult to find those around, and you have to go to social media. And then if you're doing it like you said... right. You know, those are the same places that we're looking for goofy stories. Yeah. Because there, there were a couple times where you'd do a story, and I would say, oh, we were just going to do that story. Because <laughs> we were all looking at the same. I remember yeah, that. We were yeah. looking at the same thing. And so I was like, oh, we're going to go to this next. And then Christopher would do it. as, But then, then it was like, oh, great minds. And so we would go off on that tag. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always lo- I always loved that part of your newscast. Well, thank you always so much. Did. I appreciate it. And it's one of the things, you know, when... When I think back to the to starting here and, and the overnight shows and stuff, those are the kind of things that I remember. And I still last uh, last week I used uh, remember the first year we were together for Christmas. I gave everybody those uh, the blankets with our name. I still na- use that. I still I used it the other day, and I was like, oh, it had uh, myself, Laura, Christopher, and Christy our names uh, embroidered on these blankets. Nice. After you came, I didn't get gifts. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, I still don't get the two case calendars. So, well, am I allowed to say that? Uh, whatever. We love them. They're, yeah, we do. <laughs> I get the calendars. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. here gets the calendars. Well, listen. ten years, never gotten a calendar. It's what fine. do you need a calendar for? Well, You're a millennial. Hey, you don't listen. look at a calendar. It's on your phone. I'm yeah. a millennial. I, I know a guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out for now. Wow, year. that is uh, that is going to get us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Why? No, uh, it's, it's fine. fine. Oh. I'll cut this whole part out. Yeah, we're going to okay, cut. Fine. We're going to nice. cut out the last forty minutes. We're going to go through. Find Roger ticket. Very offensive. You know Very offensive, I, Roger. It's it's heartwarming to hear all this praise and and awards and and recognition that. Christopher has rightly deserved over yes. the years. Oh, thank you so much, uh, man. And then you come to me. You got what you deserved. <laughs> you, got that right. you get what you deserve. You get what you deserve every week. And That's this it. is why we work so well together you because I just left deserve. it open for you. That's it. But uh, <laughs> but all I get is an old man, and we don't even do that anymore. We listen. I know. Uh, we <laughs> we were talking about. Oh, this look at the look from Cody. What is? What were you looking at that like that for? I don't know what look. I I, I never know what look I'm giving. Brian, <laughs> Brian looks at me like once a show, and it's like, why are you looking at me like that? And I'm like, I don't know what my face is doing at this moment. It's R I F. What is R I F? Well, the middle word is idiot. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I still haven't worked Don't it out. Don't think about it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down and slip it to you across the table. All right. With, the, with your next... Well, listen, you know on Sunday we are... Uh, when You're we, rushed. Well, You're tight. I have a 45-minute show today. I, I don't have a lot of time for for big segments. When we were on in the evenings, we still we'll we'll bring back old man music trivia. Don't that was Roger angling for his bit to come back. Well, you've never... No, I wasn't. You've haven't, no. You stopped messaging us about it. Yeah. 
No, you, I didn't. You, I put oh, it on Facebook the, every... I, start, I blocked I, I you don't on really, Facebook. I don't really you're look very, at Facebook a lot. You used to send me an email, and you would say, hey, here's what we're playing That's on. after he told me that it, I would get an email oh, from wow. Brian that saying, is. hey, let's do the old man segment. Oh, okay, let me find something. I'm just saying I'm further down. this is why we never had show meetings <laughs> and know? why we really should never have show meetings. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, you just can't have good things. No, you just uh, can't. There's a lot of, uh, all of a sudden, the pent-up aggression, uh, I feel it bubbling <laughs> to the surface. I think uh, somebody's not getting enough attention, even though we even though we yeah. talk to him every week for a half you hour before turned, his first newscast, yeah. he comes into the studio. So it's not like we've shut him down and said, listen, Roger, right. we can't talk anymore. He, he gets free reign. But now, Cody, we need. He wants Uh-oh. his he Uh-oh. wants his uh, his jingle. He we wants his. We don't do thing. any of my segments anymore. We yes. don't. I used to intro the uh, what is it? The weekend? That crazy weekend? <laughs> There, Roger. You happy? The old man. Yes. There's your theme. Do song. your voice. Do your voice. This week's old man <laughs> music history. Right, brought to you by nobody. Because who would pay for this piece of garbage? It's uh, Roger Bash. There, you happy? That. There, you got it. Now, you got, now you're now you're back. I'm good for a year. Now you're good for so a year. I, I I did reset the board before we came in here, but did that just air? Did it air? Air? I don't know. You tell me. Well, no. Every, I hope not. Well, if it, if, if <laughs> over the baseball game, if that aired, then the last hour that we've been talking has been over White Sox wouldn't baseball. That be a baseball game. And That's a game I'd listen to. And wouldn't it be funny that we've been talking over baseball and no one called the complaint? <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Nobody. I think they were running a preseason baseball game, but boy, Ed and DJ sounded weird. It was like there were four of them. I and like the guests that they had in the in the uh, in the broadcast booth. Though, I realized you know? after about an hour there was not one call of a ball or a strike. It was very very strange. Very strange. Yeah, why would that? Why would that go over the air but nothing else? I look. I don't know how technology works. I understand that, but that's okay. Do it's, any of us? He does a curiosity podcast. He doesn't do a technical podcast. That's, that's right. There's no chance of his curiosity podcast going out on the air. Okay. Uh, well, well, not, uh, we'll when see. you're recording it, I, I mean, when you're recording it, I'm not saying. Listen, you're probably going to be you're, you're probably going to be doing mornings here soon. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what goes on anymore? With the way things are going, it's uh, just this, pull a straw. Whoever yeah. gets the short one gets the host. Long. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually There's only not, one short straw. Yeah, I'm not clear yeah, on that know. exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> So, Christopher, since you are, what is the state of radio? As you, as you've, you've traversed it for decades. You're, uh, you're now, uh, you, you've come back here. You're, as they say, on the beach. Would that be fair? Is that uh, a fair? Well, I'm, I'm only partially on the beach. I'd love to be off the beach. Oh, yeah, and uh, you should and be. Uh, there's working some more. You should be. You should be on uh, doing news somewhere. There's yeah, absolutely I no got, reason. Uh, you shouldn't. Two or three people who said, "Oh, sure, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have mm. you. We just don't have any money right now, or whatever." <laughs> and uh, I think. That's just a nice way of saying no. Won't you uh, work for free? You don't want to just work for free? Well, I practically did here. Yeah, it's radio. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. Everybody's working for nothing. But uh, we work because of the love of the business. You know, that actually is true. Yes. Because I know you. you, I, <laughs> Look, know no, you I, no, I was on the Cody and I. Cody and I are the. It's yeah. like, <laughs> no, seriously. It's, it, it, explain it your way. Well, it is a. I tell I tell uh, college students when they come walking through the different places I've been, is I tell them how many of you really 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 love radio? Raise your hand, and about half of them would. Yeah. And I would say the rest of you get out. Yes, don't clog things because up for everybody else. This is the most aggravating. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. heartbreaking, mm-hmm. pain in the bleep business that you can ever get into that you can't wait to get back to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you don't have that, get out because radio will kill you. Yeah. And not only that, but I think that with all of these now podcasters and 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 syndicated shows and and the internet and everything where we're and you can stick a microphone in front of anyone and somebody's got something to say but do they but you don't want to listen if you can't feel their heart in it that's right because it's radio not because it's them mm-hmm. there's a big difference if you listen to somebody on the air on radio, terrestrial radio, um, it's because you have that connection, and the connection is there because that person loves radio. And you said, wouldn't you do this for nothing? That love can be translated to, I would still be doing this if they didn't pay me because I feel so strongly about this medium. Really? that's, That's how I've always felt about it. Um, that's what I tried to teach my students, uh, you know, 20 years of teaching radio and TV in high school where, you know, pretty much kids still don't know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Right. They all think they want to be a uh, hip hop artist or they all want to be <laughs> yeah. pro sports stars because they're, they're always saying, yeah, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be number one at this or that or everything. And they, and, and you have to sit down and talk to them and I'll relate something that, that was told to me by my professor, the assistant director of the department at SIU Carbondale, the week before I started school. And I went down there with my dad, and they asked me, well, what do you want to do? We know you want to go into broadcasting. My brother had been in the school down there, uh, and he could run rings around me in broadcasting, just his knowledge, his conversationalism on the air and stuff. But I just i love the medium of of radio and i says oh i want to be an announcer i want to be a dj you know into music and he says announcers are a dime a dozen Mm -hmm. everybody wants to do it but if you don't love it then no one's going to listen to you absolutely i think that's true and it also i mean and, and it's hard for that because now this place is probably the exception to the rule. There's not a lot of personality anymore. That, when I started, it was like the people I grew up listening to, and, and there were strong personalities, and you knew those people, and you felt a connection to them. And that's the radio I grew up with, and that's the, the kind of show we've always tried to do, where people feel that they know me, whether they like me or not. Right. At least they, they, it's genuine. Yeah. They, they know. Yeah. And where the business has fallen apart is... Once someone decided they were going to uh, build something called voice tracking, yes, and put that on the radio, why I could pay this guy for one hour and he'll do a four-hour show. Mm-hmm. And sure, he does a four-hour show, but the four-hour show consists of song titles yeah. and uh, maybe, maybe something else. But it's baloney. Right. And when you're listening to the radio, I. I hope that the people who are hearing this understand what I'm trying to say, because it may sound stupid. (laughs) But you hear whether or not that person is live. Right. And if you're listening 
to radio and it's dull and boring, but they're playing music, but it's still dull and boring. Mm-hmm. It's dull and boring because they're pre-recorded. Yeah. And they're pre-recorded and they can never get out of what that is. So you sit there and talk into the microphone and just say, you know, whatever. And it goes on the radio and it sounded like whatever. Whereas if you have an actual host who's playing the records and talking in between, one, you have the possibility you could make a mistake, which is funny. Everybody loves it when they make a mistake, but management hates it because sure. it's not it's not perfect. Of course, it's not, it's professional. not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be human. Yeah, that's that's gone. And that's what you yeah. need. And with that being gone, that's why you see radio going down. It's it's not huge amounts, but it's going down by one percent, two percent. Its share of the year. pie is going down. Yes, but its share of the pie is still huge mm-hmm. compared to everything yeah. else. Oh yeah. Now you and I, uh, Christopher, we share another thing. Not only did we love growing up with Art Roberts, listening to him on yeah. the radio back when. LS and CFL were the rock and roll stations in town and doing battle. But you and I both worked with him. I worked with him at Q101 and when we were still at the Merchandise Mart. And there was a huge change. You listened to Art Roberts. That's right. When he was doing his rock and roll shows, you listened. He pulled you in. You were part of the family. They had time to play on the air. When he got to Q101... He announced the records. Yep. There was no, here's this song, here's this song, we'll be back after this commercial, here's the news, here's this song. It wasn't the same. He was just a voice, and that's what killed a lot of AM radio. Well, look back, I mean, you look at Surratt and Landecker and Lujak and all those guys who were at LS. Landecker was the nighttime disc jockey. And yet he had these these bits and stuff that people remember to this day, boogie check and stuff, right. because it was he was a person. He wasn't just a voice saying, "Here's cream." You know, right. Uh, right. There was a guy there, and and you could call the station and talk to him, and you'd you'd hear it. It's all, you know, it's all corporate now. Yeah. Like you mentioned, it's for, it, for the most part. Yeah, that's a why lot this place. That's why this place is such uh, such a standalone. It's so strange. You get them in different markets. There's, you know, Milwaukee had it for a while at TMJ, mm-hmm. CCO in Minneapolis. There's different stations that right. that still have that where it's local all the time, and it's, but it's fewer and farther yeah, between. And that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, you know, I, I the place I just left, uh, I think has killed its possibilities of getting better. Yeah. Unless they get more local and they're not gonna. No, they've gotten except for the morning they've gotten I don't think they're local at well. They got two they've hours. got a 2 hour in, at night, but yeah. how long is that going to last? As soon as they can find something to plug in that's uh, cheaper. Yeah. You know, and, unfortunately or that or that guy's contract is up. And that's a that's a total corporate decision mm-hmm. that was made and it's it's a bad decision. Even though it makes it makes money for the corporation because the corporation owns the shows right. that are being sent everywhere, so they charge more money for the commercials that go on stations all over. But you've got a station with uh, less than two percent of the audience now. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's. I don't think uh, the savior that they think is going to save them is going to do it. 
The morning is not going to save that. Place. No, because you yeah. need. First off, you need more than the morning, right? Because yeah. people listen to the radio sometimes when they go to bed at night. Yep. They have the radio mm-hmm. on when it wakes up and when it comes on in the morning. It doesn't have that station on it, right? Because they changed the station from whoever else was that blathering was, on. That was the biggest thing I learned starting in overnights because the overnight is is. It's overlooked by sales a lot of times and management, mm-hmm. and, and back in the day it was the training ground in smaller stations. Right. Now those markets don't even have overnight places for people to train. No. But what I learned quickly was there was a loyal audience. Yeah, it may not be as big as the afternoon audience, but there was a, an audience that was looking, like you say, Christopher, looking for something live, looking for something right. where they could make a connection. You know, did they always like it? Absolutely not. But they knew we were here. And they knew if something happened, we had the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew, as angry as they would get, that we would report the serious weather, even though we would mock it endlessly. <laughs> but we would; they could find it here. Sure. And it was, it was something to help them get through the night. And then, as the word spread or, or whatever, then we found out. Yeah, it's not just the people you would think it is. It's not just insomniacs right. or older people. There were third shifters exactly. and truck drivers and band bands. That's why we liked having the, the bands always loved coming in because they're like, yeah, we're we're up, we're coming home from a gig, we'll come in at three in the morning and sit around. And I'll tell you who else would be new parents. Yes, oh, they're gosh, up yeah. all oh, yeah. night long with yeah, the yeah. kids, and yeah. they're playing. They want to know what's going on in the overnight to help them deal with what they've got to deal with. And they also don't need to hear the same six stories over and over, no. and they don't need to hear somebody piped in from wherever who has no connection to them. Uh, maybe they want to hear somebody who's going through the same stuff they're going exactly. through, and 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 make that connection. And yeah. it's important. Yeah. You've Thank been God very quiet. You've been uncharacteristically quiet. I'm absorbing a lot of this. I mean, my head's going to lots of different places. You know, the the way that that money is being spent in these areas. Like, so I'm I'm deep into podcasting, mm-hmm. and I don't think podcasting is necessarily always inferior to radio. I do think the talent is almost always inferior to radio talent, uh, if not completely. Because when people on these podcast websites, they say like, oh, who's it? what's a good podcast I should listen to to know how to get better? And I'm like, dude, I spent four listen months interning for Spike O'Dell, and I spent 10 years with Brian Noonan. Listen to these guys. And uh, it's, it was actually funny to your point uh, earlier about, um, about time, right? So mm-hmm. if you're only announcing the records, that's one bad thing. But part of the problem with podcasts Podcasts is the long form. It it claims to be you know a, a really nice, beneficial. Oh, you get all the time you want, and like that has its place. I, there's something to be said for a Joe Rogan podcast where he talks for three hours straight to somebody. Right. You really get to know that person. But he's talking he does to somebody. He's talking right. to somebody, but yeah. he's also a good talker, and so right. is and a you, good interview. And he's yeah. a good interview, yeah. right? The the problem is that people don't know how to tell a story. In less than 25 minutes. <laughs> you know, when you've got a clock to watch, right. Brian exactly. has to tell a hilarious story and get to the point and keep just the details he needs to keep and get it out there in 10 minutes. Not spend two hours. Well, then we walk by the tree and then it was green and that was kind of... It, it's, it's, just, just, it's just bad. So there's... Yeah. It's well, there's also a time... I mean, we were... In the overnights, we had time to do that. We could meander for a while because it was like, yeah. oh, we've got... In this hour, we've got to fill 50 minutes of content. <laughs> you could, but you never did. Yeah. And you still watch the clock. And yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. It's you funny. still have to take the breaks, right. get to the news on time, right. uh, uh, make sure. Go and, to the bathroom. You know what you, I love, and I know there's other people on the station who do it, but I don't work with them on a regular basis. <laughs> 
By choice? Well, yeah, say, actually, say by, by choice. By choice, you don't by choice because I'm busy during the day <laughs> and week. Um, wow. But, but, and Cody, you mentioned how he can weave a story into the 10 minutes, but even more so is he'll run it right up to the break and then make you wait <laughs> for the <laughs> yes. conclusion, for the payoff after the break. So now nice. he's doing what? A lot of hosts are supposed to be Sweep doing. Sweep that quarter hour, Roger. Yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> Keep that, that quarter hour. I am uncomfortable hour. with any sort of compliment, so please uh, stop well, that. Well, but you know, you one of the things well. about about uh, bringing people through the, the stop set, the commercial mm. set, is on overnights, the one thing that every station just sort of puts away and doesn't think about it is advertising for overnight people. Yes. Yeah. You know, Nobody does I, it. it. It shouldn't yeah. matter if they only get 10 bucks a spot. 10 bucks a spot is better than it's nothing. 10 bucks you didn't have. And they're, yeah. and they're doing it everywhere yep. because oh, people don't want to listen to overnight. Oh, yeah, well, why do you keep the transmitter going? Right, exactly. exactly. There's a yeah. lot of people who are listening to overnight. A lot yeah. of them. A lot. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if advertising will, will evolve a little bit. Because think about it. We've really had the same radio ad model for 80 years, <laughs> 80 or 90 years. You, you've yeah. got the, pre-pack, the pre-recorded ad or the live read. Yeah. And, um, and some, some podcasts are kind of taking and this. every clock is the same. And every clock. Yeah. Well, sure. There's all those problems. <laughs> but but there, are, there are some new approaches to that where you're integrating the content more or you're mm-hmm. sponsoring a very particular segment. Right. Like, let's do the, the Starbucks Productivity Minute sponsored by a Starbucks. Here's a tip for productivity or whatever. Right, right. And then it's like, oh, okay, I can. This is giving me something besides just like, oh, let's stop and tell you why you should buy this thing, you know, for three minutes straight right. with different <laughs> and, ads. And it's more value to the sponsor. Yeah. Because yes. it's not just, that's why it's, and it's been proven, and I've covered this in my classes too, and I think we all understand this an ad that is recorded and played as opposed to an ad read live by mm-hmm. a host, which. If it means more to the listener, because the person that we're listening to right. doesn't necessarily say, I use this every day, like in the old days of, of radio, right. the, the golden age of radio, where they actually work the ads into the program. Right. You know, like the, 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 the program would be going on and the doorbell would ring. And it would be so, the announcer. Hey, it's the Maytag repairman. Yeah, it's a Maytag. Hey, let me. And they said, "Well, I've got some Jello for you." And and that the commercial was part of the show. Send a note to sales. I'd like to start doing that. <laughs> Why was the Maytag repairman bringing Jello? No, That's not the, the beauty Maytag. of advertising. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get it. Yes. Didn't matter. <laughs> and the other if way, you of course, spilled it on yourself. That. You'd need to wash the clothes. What? The, the other way to do that is to say, "Now, page two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because you know how many people would stay there for page two? Yes. Even though they knew it was a commercial. Why? Because Paul, Paul Harvey was, was doing it. Yeah. And you can't put a you can put a value on it, but it means so much more than having a a, a disjointed voice that you can't make a connection to right. on the recording as opposed to someone you know through radio doing that commercial whether they are personally endorsing it or not all right unfortunately we have to start wrapping this up oh because we have to do a radio because we have i gotta go get a new radio but um (laughs) i don't have anything to do first of all (laughs) (laughs) i sincerely want to thank both of you for coming in uh it's um as i said and this is not uh, this not to get too flowery or whatever but 
starting out, having both of you there as part of the show made a big difference, and it made the show better. And uh, so thank you. In case, in case in the years past I never said it, uh, now I'm saying it for public consumption. People, uh, people now know that I am not being mean to Roger. He deserves never. everything he gets. Never. Uh, and Christopher, <laughs> you were, you are definitely missed here. And uh, you know, I will always be grateful for you putting up with me and um, you know, uh, becoming part of the show and really adding and making the overnight experience something that people are still talking about. So well, so thank you for that. Sure, just uh, send my uh, number to Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I showed you his office. Just go hide under his yeah, desk right, till Monday. Right. He may or may not come in. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, you know, check it out. Um, and you, Cody, thank you for you. All right, any parting thoughts, gentlemen? And don't, d- d- please, no, nothing. Uh, well, I'm not just, fishing uh, for I'm, uh, It is a joy to come in on Sundays. I love coming in. I love working with everybody. Uh, who I work with you on do, the and air. That makes I don't trust that. Yeah, well, but <laughs> I don't. I don't you believe it. I don't trust it because I say a little prayer before the show. But um, but I do. Honest to goodness, be, you have allowed me to be more than just a news reporter. You have allowed me to love what I love even better. I love radio. I love doing it, um, and working with you has allowed me to explore that more. You've given me that freedom, and it has made my love for radio and working on WGN even greater, and I really appreciate it. Cody also, uh, and all of the producers who came before you, because you're right, when you said at the beginning of the show, it is a team effort. Mm -hmm. It's no one person. The phone calls. Well, it is kind of. Well, yeah. That's why it's called the Brian Noonan Show. Um, uh, but the phone calls and the texts and everything no. you get, they, they right. comment on everybody, everybody in the show. And so I thank you for that. Well, I think you've said pretty much everything that needs to be said. Uh, yeah, that's always our problem. We talk too much. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's, that's okay uh, because you're talking with friends who are talking to our friends who mm-hmm. are on the other end. And uh, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity for the the career that I've had. And while I wanted to keep it going for a few more years, I probably would have wanted a few years from now to keep it going further. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm available. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it has been a, a pleasure to work with such fine people. Uh, when I was at WMAQ All News, when they yeah. were doing All News, we had a great newsroom. We had a wonderful time in there. We we laughed and cried together over all sorts of stories and things, but it was fun because we were good people. And when you're working with good people, you cannot help but enjoy it. When you're working with other people, you can't wait to find <laughs> another place. Because it really just eats on you every day. Why can't we? Why can't we be happy? And it's management. So it's what keeps things going. Thanks a lot for everything you've done for me. Oh well, it's what you did for me, uh, Christopher Michael Roger Badish. Cody is running to check if if the baseball game is over because we may <laughs> we, may, we may be going Oops. live any moment. Uh, and our guest, hold on one second. 
We'll be uh, I'm I'm uh, we'll be out to get you in a minute. Uh, our guests are out there. <laughs> That's great <laughs> for the next show. It's all it's all uh, coming together as it always does on this show where we plan it and then uh, the best laid plans. You know, uh, that's just like life. This has been this yeah. has been a lot of fun. I am glad you both were able to come in. Is the baseball game over? Uh, the the um... post game. There's no post game in spring training. What's going on? The baseball game is still going. Okay. She thinks it'll be on at 6.30. Oh, 6.30. Our guests are here. I'm going to go get them. All right. Go get our guests for the live <laughs> show that's going on at 6.30. So, well, now we have a couple more minutes to wrap up. All right. So, uh, I will it. have no final words. No final words. Your words are done. All right. Thank you both very much. Uh, you, we will talk to you again. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Always, uh, we always do appreciate that. This will be, this is the bonus that goes with the little live show that will be uh, happening, but we always appreciate your support you can follow us on facebook at brian noonan show twitter brian noonan show and don't forget cody's other podcast game life balance us you can listen to that at wgnradio.com where you can find all of these fantastic podcasts and if you are a radio executive in with a newsroom you need to hire christopher michael because you are making a huge mistake if uh, if this man just sits he has a lot to say and uh he knows how to say it which is uh, a lot different than some of the people so give Christopher a job. Uh, you know, if you have an offer for Roger, that'd get him out of here. But then, <laughs> no, we wouldn't want that. You know, I wouldn't garbage want that. collector. You know, sure, no, please. I no, really. With your back, that would never. Yeah, work. that's true. That that's would never work. But the pay's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I hear. And Union, all, you, all benefits, you can eat, and all. <laughs> so enjoy yourself. Uh, thank you again. We will talk to you later. We got to get out of here before things devolve any further. Bye.